0: 16 says I just whipped your ass. You can call this the new world order of wrestling, brother. Here we yeah.
1: Welcome to a very special edition of the Royal Ramble Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Brian Senek and the reason why I say it's a special edition because a special guest is on the line joining me right now. He is a former Ring of Honor superstar and right now one of the hottest independent professional wrestlers on the planet. Feast your eyes, everybody. It's Donovan Dijak. Donovan, how are you doing today? And Welcome to the Royal Ramble.
2: I'm doing very well today. How are you?
1: I'm doing pretty good myself. Uh, again, thank you for taking the time to join the show today. I know you got a busy schedule coming up, so again, you know, thanks for coming on today.
2: Yeah, it's my pleasure. All
1: right, so let's get started with, uh, right away, Donovan. Whenever I have someone on for an interview, I usually ask this person this question. How did it all start for you in the wrestling business? So for you, Donovan, I'm going to ask you the same thing. What was your first encounter with professional wrestling? When did you start watching it? Who inspired mm-hmm. you to become a professional wrestler? Uh, how did it all begin for you?
2: Um, I mean, I'd known about pro wrestling throughout my childhood, but it was never super accessible for me. Um, for the most part, the, the only television product that I knew about anyway, um, early on in my, in my childhood, I was, I was born in 1987. So, uh, it was, it was mostly the, the WWF product, which, uh, I don't know if it was available on, on network channels, but, uh, but as far as I know, it was only on like cable. And my, my family didn't have cable so so my first real experience was uh, wasn't really until like 1998 when we when it was in the middle of the atmosphere and we, we did in fact get uh, cable at my house so, so that's when I started uh, at least trying to wash the product it, it, at, at the time I was still only uh, 11 or 12 so it, it was probably a little bit um, more adult-based at that point than I, than my my parents would have preferred me watching, but I, I still kind of snuck around and, and tried to watch it anyway. So, uh, so that was really the the first time that I that I had any sort of prolonged experience with uh, with professional
1: wrestling. Now, again, uh, when I watch you perform, I am amazed of at how athletic you are, especially at your size. You're a really big guy. And I read up that back in high school that you were a standout uh, three-sport athlete, with football being your best sport. You won a, won a lot, a lot of accolades. You got a scholarship to play for the University of Massachusetts, where you also play basketball. Uh, with all the accolades you achieved, did you ever consider football or basketball as a career opportunity before you decided to do professional wrestling instead?
2: Um, football for uh, for a bit. Um, It was never, it was never something that I, uh, well, here's the thing about football and and basketball is I, I, my whole life, I always enjoyed basketball a lot more than I enjoyed football. I just happened to be a lot better at football than I was at, at basketball. So, um, so when it, when it came time to, to go to college, you know, I, I sort of made the predetermined decision that I was going to. I was going to go to to be a football player and I was going to, you know, do my best to, to, to work hard and be the best on the team. So I could, you know, maybe have a career in the NFL. Um, when I, when I got to to UMass Amherst, they, they switched me to offensive line, which to their credit is probably the position that I would have been best at. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was, but out of everything in football, um, it was probably the position that I hated the most. (laughs) So, uh, so unfortunately, that um, my 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 passion wasn't wasn't really there. So that's uh, when I decided to transfer to a to a smaller school. And and when I transferred to the smaller school, it was so I could play football and basketball. And that's sort of when my uh, when any sort of prospect of, of playing in the NFL kind of vanished for me.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, what about the NBA? Did you ever consider NBA, or just basketball wasn't in your mind? Not really. No, I I, I love basketball, but I'm... Not nearly good enough at uh,
2: <laughs> at six foot five to be uh to be an effective shooting guard or whatever I would be in the in the NBA. <laughs> All
1: right. Uh, so you left football and basketball and you started to do some professional wrestling work where you were trained by Brian Fury, uh, who's been in the business for over fifteen years. First, was the transition from football specifically tough for you when you started training, and what was it like working with a guy like Brian Fury, and what did you learn from him the best?
2: Um, the, the transition I would say is, um, it's got its similarities and its differences. Um, overall, I'd say that, I mean, pro wrestling in general is, is just significantly more fun for me specifically. Mm -hmm. So I, I love going to training. I I still go to training. I was at the New England pro wrestling Academy on, uh, on Tuesday helping out. So, uh, so I, I still attend class as much as I can. Um, the, uh, in terms of the physical transition football and football practice is probably a little less stressful on the body. Um, um, long-term because, you know, practices are pretty much non-contact for the most part. Uh, games are are obviously very high contact, but there's only, you know, you're in the teens, uh, per year as, uh, in terms of how many games you're playing, so 12, 13, 14 games a year, as opposed to pro wrestling where you're wrestling, you know, 150, 200 matches plus a year. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so short term, uh, you know, football's obviously a lot more painful, um, but, but term, uh, I I feel like pro wrestling takes a a bigger toll on, on the body, um, which is why you have to be cautious and you have to, you have to take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, in terms of training with, with Fury, he's, uh, he's become, you know, one of my best friends. Um, he's a great guy and obviously one of the greatest trainers in the world, probably the most underrated trainer in the world. I would, I would say, and, um, and I've trained with (laughs) most reputable schools, if not every (laughs) reputable school, Mm -hmm. uh, at least, uh, in North America and, uh, Europe anyway. So, um, so Brian obviously, Knows what he's talking about. His the, the, the pedigree he's turned out obviously speaks for itself. Um, but he's uh, he's he's very tough on his students, which isn't to say that he's you know a, a screaming and yelling military type. Mm-hmm. Uh, he cares a lot about us, but he, he pushes us to to make sure that we're getting the absolute most out of uh, out of his training.
1: Uh, yeah, that's definitely the best way to go. You because if you see the talent, you know that he can do so much more, and you gotta push and you gotta push. And that's good to hear uh, that Brian Fury has done a really good job in training some of the the best young athletes in the world. I'm um, talking with Donovan Dijak right now. You can follow him on Twitter at Donovan Dijak and on Instagram as well at Donovan Dijak44. So let's talk about Ring of Honor. Uh, you made your Ring of Honor debut back in 2014, and you went on to win their top prospect tournament, uh, defeating Will Ferrara in the finals. You were supposed to challenge Jay Lethal for the Ring of Honor World Title, but instead decided to join his faction, the House of Truth, along with Truth Martini, uh, Taylor Hendricks, Jay Diesel. Uh, first, in uh, uh, which, of course, you know. At the time, they were one of the biggest things going on in that company because Jay Lethal was the world champion, and you can make a case he was the face of the company. What was it like being a part of that faction, and did you learn anything significant about the wrestling business from guys like Jay Lethal and Truth Martini who have been in this business for a long time? Uh, What was that whole experience like for you?
2: Yeah, no question. I I think the most important part of being in the House of Truth was definitely uh, just being around Jay Lethal and his time. Um, I was in the fashion when he won the ring of honor world championship. Um, I was there in the ring as the, the, you know, the celebration took place and everything like that. So being around him, uh, while, during his run of, of being the ring of honor world champion and, uh, being around truth martini as well, it, it just sort of, um, it was, it was, it was less of a, of a direct learning experience and more of just kind of a, you know, feeling what it's like, what it, what it takes to, to be at that level. Um, to be at the, you know, at the at the pinnacle of, of the professional wrestling world, so um, so that I would say was probably the most um, most helpful and, and useful full part of, of being in the in the house of truth. But uh, alongside that is also my experience uh, in the ring, you know, working alongside Jay Lethal, and then ultimately uh, the the the, uh, the turning point where I was able to to wrestle against him which was
1: another great learning experience. Yeah, I I remember watching that matchup, and it was good to see uh, the progressions you keep making. And Jay Lethal has been highly regarded as one of the best workers in the world and uh, a guy that likes to teach, so that was uh, pretty good to see. Uh, You announced on Twitter on February 12th that you were leaving Ring of Honor. Uh, What was the main reason for that decision? Because myself and many others looked at you as one of those guys that were going to be the future of the company, and when you made the announcement, it was quite a shock to many people, including myself. So did you want to explore other opportunities out there, like go all around the independent wrestling scene? Or was it something else that led to your exit from Ring of Honor?
2: Uh, it was, uh, at the time, it was a mutual uh, parting between, you know, both of us, uh, both myself and the, 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 those in charge at, at Ring of Honor. Um, ultimately, the, the timing just, uh, just seemed appropriate. There was, uh, you know, a lot of opportunities for me on the table. Um, and, and being a free agent would sort of, uh, allow me to, to pursue those opportunities. And, and, and since that, you know, I've had a lot of amazing things going on for me that I, I, that I really feel like have increased my stock as a, as a professional wrestler and as a, a commodity to professional wrestling companies. And a lot of them are opportunities that, unfortunately, would have conflicted with the Ring of Honor schedule, so I uh, wouldn't have been, you know, able to to do many of them. You know, it's, uh, the, uh, the 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 16 Carat Tournament right off the bat with WXW in Germany is one of the most prestigious tournaments uh, in the world. Definitely the most prestigious in Europe. So, mm-hmm. so that was a huge opportunity for me. I got to, to tour with uh, Revolution Pro Wrestling, which has mm-hmm. been which has been great. Three or four tours with them since uh, just just in this year alone. I was able to do some stuff with Progress, which is now you know coming over to the United States, and I'm mm-hmm. on I'm on uh, at least one of those shows coming up in in New York uh, in about a week. So uh, so all that stuff, the opportunity that I have with uh, the Battle of Los Angeles and PWG feels like it's sort of uh, um, come from from uh, that decision. Uh, my my work in evolve, you know, on I pay per view is another thing that. That would have been impossible if you were under contract with Ring of Honor. So, so ultimately, you know, I, I've had a ton of opportunities in a, in a short window of time. Because right now, the, the, the that's just sort of uh, the the opportunities are so big and so vast in the world of uh, professional wrestling right now that um, that you, it just felt like the the right time to to, to capitalize on on being a free agent.
1: Now, you mentioned uh, a little bit ago, PWG, and that's personally one of my favorite wrestling companies in the world. I just love the way they put their shows together, the talent they bring in, um, the atmosphere there. And we see that from what I've heard. I've never been there before, but I heard it's electric. It's fun to be there. And they brought so many great names over to their company to take part in their show, specifically from Ring of Honor. And I always wondered for so long why your name wasn't ever invited to wrestle for the company. Well... There, of course, you just mentioned, in September, Battle of Los Angeles, which is the biggest uh, event of the year for PWG, is taking place. And you, fortunately, have the opportunity to be a part of it. So when did you get the call that you were going to be in this tournament? And what are you expecting to happen when you finally arrive in Reseda?
2: Um, I, I'm trying to remember. It's about a month ago, maybe, maybe a little bit more than a month that I was I was contacted. Um, to be uh, part of the Battle of Los Angeles, and I, you know, I obviously accepted. It. it was, it's a, you know, it's a great honor. I consider it maybe the premier um, tournament in all of, uh, maybe in all of pro wrestling, but, mm-hmm. but certainly in uh, independent pro wrestling. Um, so it's, it's, it's a huge honor. The field is completely stacked. Um, I, I think the reception will be, will be, you know, exciting, especially because my my first match for pwg is going to be a, a tag team match and the crowd is extremely familiar with with the other three guys in the tag team match. My, <laughs> my my uh my tag team partner is going to be keith lee and we're going to be taking on the the chosen bros of uh matt riddle mm-hmm. and uh jeff Cobb. so mm-hmm. so that's I, I think that'll be a great introduction um everyone's familiar with those three guys and Maybe some are familiar with me, maybe some aren't. But but either way, we're gonna. I think we're gonna have a you know a really great platform, a really great opportunity to, to show everyone what I'm about. So I think immediately right off the bat, they'll be they'll be invested in uh, what I'm bringing to the table. And then the next night, I have uh, the first round of the Battle of Los Angeles against Trevor Lee, who's a guy I've wanted to to face for a very very long time. So I think I think the crowd will will have immediate interest in uh, in uh, what's going on in the ring when when I'm in there. So, so I'm, I'm very excited about that.
1: Now, you just mentioned before Keith Lee, and I want to talk to you uh, about Keith Lee because uh, during WrestleMania weekend, you had a match with Keith Lee, which was regarded by many to be the best match of the weekend. I unfortunately wasn't there to attend Mm -hmm. to watch the match. Good good thing, though, I did catch it. I love the match so much. You guys did some great things in the ring. What do you remember most from that match? Your thoughts on the reception it got from fans saying that it was the best match of the weekend. And WrestleMania weekend, we all know, is the biggest weekend of the year in professional wrestling. And I really want your honest opinion. What is it like stepping in the ring, working with someone of Keith Lee's talent? Because I look at this guy... He's 290 to almost 300 pounds, and he's just a freak of nature of an athlete and a talent. So what do you remember most from that match and your thoughts on working with a guy like Keith Lee?
2: Um, I'd say the, the, the biggest part of the, the match was definitely the reception. You know, we, the, the timing of it just happened to work out very kind of perfectly where, you know, there was a lot of eyes on the on the match. You know, people were really tuned in to, to – to watch uh you know whether they were binge watching or they took the weekend off or whatever it happened to be there was a lot of eyes on the 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 flow slam network that week um so a lot of people saw the match which which was great for us you know he and i had wrestled i think four or five times already at that point so we were very familiar with each other we had already you know become very good friends out outside of the ring so so everything about it was was really straightforward and uh and um you, you know, we were gave, given a you know a great platform by uh, by Gabe Sapolsky, so I'm very thankful for that. Um, and uh, it was just uh, good timing, so so everyone was able to to see what what we were capable of doing. Um, the the irony of it is that both he and I feel that uh, we've wrestled eight or nine times now, mm-hmm. and um, in in our opinion, uh, the uh, I think our favorite match that we've ever had is one that that a lot of people haven't seen. It was from AAW. Um, uh, I think it was the, the seventh time we wrestled or something like that. So, so that's that's it's definitely my favorite match out of all the times I wrestled <laughs> them, but, but the one that, that seems to stick out in people's minds the most is the, the WrestleMania weekend one because I, I think more people just happen to see it. Um, but but that being said, every every single time I'm in the ring with Keith, it's 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 just a great combination. You know, it's it's so unique in that um, you know, both of us are, are bigger guys. Um, he's obviously, uh, you know, one of the strongest people I've ever been in the ring with. You know, I, I bring a, a certain uniqueness to the table in that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a taller guy, a bigger guy, and I, I sort of move uh, with uh, more quickness and nimbleness than I, I think most people expect me to. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, I bring an element of high-flying into what I do. So so the fact that it, it, it sort of all meshes together into a really perfect – sort of unique package in that uh you're just seeing things that probably can't be duplicated in in (laughs) any other sort of matchup in the world i think that's why people seem to to gravitate towards our matches so much and why why they end up uh, getting so much praise
1: yeah it's really entertaining stuff i I love that match uh, between you and, and keith lee at a wrestlemania weekend do you know any specific links so I can catch the match from you and Keith Lee at AAW. Do you know anything? Is anything out there for me to catch it? Because I really want to watch it. If you say it's probably your, your favorite match between you and Keith.
2: Yeah, it's it's um it's really something special. Uh, the um it was a, a special feeling that night anyway in in uh, Barwin, Illinois. Uh, the the only two ways to watch it are on the High Spots Network. Mm-hmm. which is a, an amazing network. It has a ton of my, my, my stuff on there between mm-hmm. Northeast wrestling, WXW rev pro, et cetera. You know, it has a ton of, of great content. Um, and I think they have old PWG on there as well from anything from like a year, a year older on there as well. So you so you can catch it on the high spots network or on uh, a ws streaming service, whatever that is. I, I don't have the link, uh, offhand. Um, since I, I watch it on the high spots network, but, uh, but if you go to their website, I'm sure you can you can find the link on there as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Got to check that out. Uh, so you just mentioned uh, WXW, and I want to talk about a specific thing that happened with you at WXW, which really caught my eye. Uh, excuse me, caught my eye uh, is when you were teaming up with JT Dunn uh, for a show, and Cody Rhodes was your manager for both you guys. Uh, <laughs> what was that whole experience like? Because when I saw the photo, I was like, holy crap. You know, Cody Rhodes is at WXW, and what is he, managing Dijak and JT Dunn? So what was that whole experience like working with a guy, Cody Rhodes, who has such a huge family history, his father, the late, great Dusty Rhodes, one of the greatest of all time, Uh, his older brother, Goldust, uh, a legend in his own right. So what was that whole experience like working with a guy, Cody Rhodes, who has so much experience in this business and, of course, the family history that he has?
2: So uh, ever since Cody uh – has been able to take, uh, indie dates. He, he and I have been on, uh, a ton of the, the same shows together. He, he works almost every Northeast wrestling date as, as do I, uh, -hmm. he started with ring of honor, um, when I was still with the company in, in December of 2016. So, uh, so he and I have shared a ton of dates. He's been on chaotic wrestling, um, XWA in Rhode Island, we, we, we've just been on... I've lost track of the number of shows that we've been on, and, and right off the bat, from the first Northeast Wrestling show we were on, um, he and I have, have uh, you know, be, become pretty good friends. So... Uh, so And we've also been able to, to wrestle each other a, a number of times, so, so that's obviously been, been great. Um, but uh, when we were in WXW in, uh, in Germany, he... Uh, I think he was finished with his matches, and, and we still... Me and JT still had one more because we were the the next to last match of, of the entire weekend.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so uh, we we were all in the back and and I think I think collectively the the whole lot of us were 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 tired, uh, jet lagged. Um, <laughs> there was just a whole a whole slew of uh, circumstances that kind of led us to to deciding that that uh, that we wanted to just throw everything uh <laughs> throw everything throw caution to the wind and and let uh let Cody be our manager for the tag team for whatever reason I, I think ultimately just because we kind of felt like doing it is, is kind of why it happened <laughs> um so he he decided he wanted to be a manager uh I decided I was gonna wear his uh his entrance gear um, oh my god and, and that was the the because ultimately it was kind of a i don't i don't want to call it a throwaway match but it was it was definitely kind of a uh, a, a match that was just um i i wouldn't call it a feature match of the weekend we, we were right before the the 16 karat gold finals uh between uh walter and uh Ilya Dragunov. so i think people mm-hmm. were ultimately just kind of waiting for that match because it ultimately it, it ended up being like one of the best matches if not the best match in wxw history really? so so I, I, I think ultimately we were just kind of there to to kind of play still. um which is fine i mean that's that's part of the weekend both me and jt had lost in early rounds of the tournament and cody um cody had you know lost as well so Mm
0: -hmm. so the
2: three of us just didn't have much to do except to put on the best tag team match that we could so so we decided uh we were going to integrate some some story into it um so we brought him out as our manager and we went kind of over the top with it (laughs) the crowd seemed to really enjoy it (laughs) <laughs> really invested in a match that that they probably had no real business investing in so so that was fun obviously uh a c h and mike Bailey were were awesome to to wrestle against too so so it was it was fun. We we had fun ultimately.
1: Now I just want to ask actually this question about Cody Rhodes. How tough was he? What how tough was he on you guys? Because we've seen it before. Managers get tough on the guys they're managing. We've seen it with Freddie Blassie. We've seen it with Paul Heyman, JJ Dillon. Uh, how tough was Cody on you? Was he yelling at you guys? Uh, was he giving you some tips? What was that whole like? You know, with Cody Rhodes.
2: Um, I know it was it was funny. Uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not sure you could hear what he was saying. But the WXW crowd is, is is very loud. They're, they're right up next to the ring. Oh, all right. um, the uh, <laughs> but but the atmosphere was electric. He decided to go with a with a full suit, sunglasses. He had a paper rolled up in his hand that, that maybe had some notes on it or something like that. He was he was uh, yelling instructions uh, that that didn't seem to really make sense at the time. But uh, <laughs> but I, I, I know it was I know it was it was it was it was fun for us. It was it was fun for him, and and the crowd seemed to enjoy it as well.
1: Yeah, it's always had to. You you always want to uh, entertain the fans. And when when I saw that photo, I was like, "This is great!" You know, to see Cody Rhodes, who we all know, professional wrestler, one of the best in the world, take the time to just do a little bit of managing and to see him manage uh, you and JT was so cool to see. Uh, you recently stated on Twitter that you will no longer be taking any more bookings on the independents, which has led to <laughs> a lot of speculation on what your future looks like and where you could end up. Uh, so Donovan, you're right here talking to me. Uh, what does the future hold for you?
2: Um, well, as of right now, it's the the, uh, the the bookings that I have listed on Twitter. I mean, this this weekend coming up for me is a very special weekend. I have uh, chaotic wrestling, my, my final appearance for chaotic wrestling um, uh, tomorrow actually, which is the the company that uh, is directly associated with the NEPWA. So.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So, uh, so that's that's you know going to be a, a pretty emotional night for me. And then the day after that is Lucky Pro Wrestling, where I'm getting in the ring with a, a bunch of my closest friends. Mm-hmm. The day after that is Northeast Wrestling, where maybe I, I'm in a battle royal for another opportunity to wrestle against Cody Rhodes for a fourth time. So I'm super excited about that. Um, then the week after weekend after that is the the New York Progress Show, which yes. I, I, I was looking at last night and I didn't realize this, but it, it looks like I'm the only in a show that's in the United States, it looks like I'm the only American like male on the show. Really? Um, yeah. So wow, I, I didn't know. I, I might have to look again or look harder, but it, that, that's the way it kind of seems. It's kind of a limited card, but they've already sold like a thousand tickets. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about that opportunity. And then the, the day after that, it was just announced that it's going to be myself versus Walter, um, for beyond wrestling, which is a, a company that obviously was a, a huge, huge part of my, my independent career. um, and then after that is PWG Bola, which uh, you know we've already touched on, and I'm I'm super excited about that opportunity. Um, no, uh, as as you mentioned, no, uh, there's no uh, announced independent bookings uh, besides those or after that at all. But um, but after that, I you know I've got some. I'm not retiring, but I've got no. <laughs> some uh, some exciting things uh, on the table. Nothing nothing of which is uh, completely 100% set in stone yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's definitely uh, it's definitely. Um, a great opportunity, a, a life-changing opportunity.
1: Yeah, we definitely don't want to see that. We don't want to see you retired, man. You're young. You still have a lot to go, man. That would be just the worst thing to see you uh, uh, lead professional wrestling. But you're not, and we can, we'll, we'll see what you got coming up. Uh, so last question before I let you go, Donovan. And I love asking this question whenever I talk to a professional wrestler. You have you've you've had the opportunity to wrestle some of the best in the world. You mentioned it before. You mentioned you wrestled Cody. You wrestled Keith Lee. You wrestled Jay Lethal a couple of times. But there are still guys out there that they, that you have yet to face. So, with that being said, Donovan, who is the one guy that one day you would love to have a professional wrestling match with? Could be anybody from any wrestling company. Who is the one guy that you hopefully one day step into the ring with?
2: Um, it's. It's a little bit unclear because I, uh, I I sort of have like a multi-tiered answer. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the 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 guy that I would love to uh, get in the ring with the most is probably uh, Cesaro. I consider him maybe the mm. the greatest uh, in ring uh, technician of of all time. Wow. Yeah. Um, but uh, if if I had to pick one, it would. It'd be difficult because it'd probably be a, a tie between uh, Triple H and Brock Lesnar,
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, because they're they're two of the the all time greats in my eyes, and it seems like they're on the the the, the back end of their their careers. So so ultimately, uh, if if I had to choose someone right away, it would it would be one of those two because I, I feel like if I didn't, then I would miss out on the opportunity to to, to wrestle them. <laughs> um, which would be kind of devastating it, it was it was like watching the undertaker have his final match and realizing that i would never be able to wrestle the undertaker it yeah. was just kind of a, a punch in the gut for me <laughs> so so if i if i if i could choose one right now like today to wrestle um I, I'd, I'd probably go with brock lesnar because it's I'm I'm not sure. He's some like UFC stuff coming up, maybe. So I'm yeah. never never sure when when going to be his last time in the ring because he's kind of a guy who flies by the feet of his pants. So it mm-hmm. seems like he might be the guy to just be like, "Ah, I'm done." So, yeah, you never know. So I, I, I might yeah I might choose him. Uh, Triple H, you know, obviously the the longevity in his career is is astounding. Um, so so you know he he'd be really 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 high up on that on that list as well. But but. Ultimately, those, those three guys are, are the top three in some order.
1: Yeah, those three guys, I would love to see you wrestle all three guys. I completely agree with you with Cesaro, one of the just absolute best technicians out there, Triple H, Brock Lesnar, we all know their history. So maybe it does happen one day, but we never know for sure. Again, uh, you can follow Donovan Dijak on social media. Check him out on Twitter at Donovan Dijak and on Instagram at Donovan DonovanDijak44. Again, Donovan, thank you so much for coming on with me. It was a really fun interview, fun to talk to you. Uh, I will be at the Progress Show on August the 12th in New York City. So I hope to see you there. So again, thanks uh, for coming on, Donovan, and best of luck in the future.
2: Awesome. Hope to see you there. All
1: right, man. uh, Have a good one. You too. Yep. All right. Bye. So there you have it, everybody. Donovan Dijak, one of the hottest independent professional wrestlers on the planet. He is no longer taking any... Uh, more booking dates on the independent scene, which has led to a lot about his future. Where will he go? We just gotta keep our eyes open, but uh, yeah, just a fun opportunity to talk with Donovan Dijak. Again, guys, if you've not checked out his work, please check it out. This guy has a tremendous future ahead of him. So, uh, yes, uh, we do have a show uh, for you guys to check out, of course, on iTunes and Stitcher uh, after this one goes up on iTunes and Stitcher. Uh, Again, guys, we have a, a big show coming up for you uh, a lot of talk with the WWE, Raw, SmackDown Live, NXT. That will be the main focus on the sh- on this week's show because as they all gear up for the the SummerSlam weekend, uh, Raw of course they continue to focus on the Universal Title picture. Brock Lesnar was on the show this Monday, and he uh, made a huge announcement about his future with the company. We'll dive into that. Also, some uh, news about Bailey and her health. Or is she going to be able to go and wrestle Alexa Bliss at SummerSlam uh, for the Women's Championship? We'll see what happens with that. SmackDown Live, of course, had a big show. Uh, AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens for the United States Championship. Uh, we'll give our thoughts on that match and what happened with that. Also John Cena versus Shinsuke Nakamura. First time ever. Uh, the winner, of course, would face Jinder Mahal for the WWE title at SummerSlam. What happened with that? We'll give our thoughts on that. And of course, NXT. Uh, Asuka Ember Moon, Bobby uh, Roode, and Drew McIntyre are beginning, excuse me, beginning their feuds coming up to take over Brooklyn. Also, another big independent wrestler made his NXT debut against Alistair Black. We'll get into all that. But don't forget, guys, check us out. On iTunes and on Stitcher, you can follow the Royal Ramble on Twitter at Royal Ramble I Y R. Like us on Facebook, facebookcom slash Royal Ramble Wrestling, and on Instagram at Royal Ramble Wrestling. So that's all the time we got on this special edition of the Royal Ramble Wrestling Podcast. We will see you guys very very soon. Have a good one.